All right, now sobering up centres. There was a big hue and cry in November when people, I think it was in Cambridge Street, Collingwood, suddenly discovered that they were having a sobering up centre opening in their street. There's one in Collingwood and one in St Kilda. Uh, since that time, which is about three and a half months, only 230 people have used the two centres, which averages one person each day in each of the two centres. So two people, uh, the, uh, the, the, the sobering up uh, uh, facilities. So really, you'd have to say they're a disaster financially because no one's actually using them. And as I said at the time, and I'll repeat it, I just don't see, I can't imagine circumstances where someone who is drunk will voluntarily travel to St Kilda or Collingwood and say, I'd like to stay here for the night. Our next guest is a consultant and criminology lecturer at RMIT University, Jared Bartle. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Are you surprised that so few people are using these drunk tanks, only one in each of them on average per day? Well, I have to correct you on that number, and I know that's come from Herald Sun reporting, but they've done... They've done something a bit funny with the numbers here that I think it's worth explaining. So we've had 230 people um, who have accessed the sobering up centres in Collingwood and St Kilda. Um, what the Herald Sun reporters have done, is they, they've taken that 230, said 100 days has occurred since we opened these centres, therefore it's 2.3 people per day. Now, I think most of your listeners can probably understand the flaw in that, which is Drinking varies and, you know, big events mean more people drink. Um, and so at some nights you're going to have full capacity sure. and then at other times you're going to have under capacity. No, so I, I, I agree. But, but, per day. Well, yeah. no, but that's how averages work. But in total, only 230 people have accessed the, the two drunk tanks uh, in, in three and a half months. I mean, it's not. does that mean people aren't drinking anymore or am I right in thinking that your average person who's had a few doesn't voluntarily turn up to somewhere like that? Well, I think you're misunderstanding how a sobering up centre works. So those centres are designed for people that have nowhere else to go and are high risk. So they're the kind of people that would end up in police cells in an alternative environment. So the, the other statistic that we should be looking at is that the outreach services, which are the services that go out and ensure that people that are heavily intoxicated get home safe, They've seen 3,100 Victorians since it opened, or if you want, 31 people per day, um, and made sure that they've gotten home safe. So I think if you think of it as a kind of tiered system, that outreach service gets most people because most people can go home. They've got some support at home, um, and, and the outreach service works effectively in getting them home. And then for people that have nowhere else to go, then they go to the sobering. Right. Well, 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 do, so do, do, do you think thirty sounds about right? Do, do you think they've been a success? Do you think that I don't know people who drink too much and have nowhere else to go are now in a better place than what they were prior to November? I think they are. I think the history of police cells being these kind of drunk tanks hasn't been great, um, primarily because they're just not designed for it. You know, they're, they're designed to hold people who are antisocial. They're not designed to be a health response. And so I think it, it makes perfect sense that, that we would set up a sobering up centre um, and for that to go along with the decriminalisation of public drunkenness. And I, I should note, in Victoria, we often think about things being kind of radical and new, but... Sobering up centres operate in Western Australia, Northern Territory, South Australia, Queensland, internationally. Um, they're not they're not that radical a move. Really. Well, there were originally plans to open, I think, 10 centres around Victoria. So we've got two in the inner city and I believe there's one in Shepparton. Should we open another seven or eight? 
Well, it depends. I mean, I think that there'll be a review at the end of this year about, you know, what are the high risk areas in Victoria that need these kinds of centres. Um, I know that there is plans to open more Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander specialist centres. Um, and I think that was being, that's been justified that, you know, at the end of every year in any health service, you do these things called needs analysis and then you adjust accordingly. So, I mean, if it was the case, and I don't believe it is, if it is the case that these are being underutilised, there would be a needs analysis at the end of the year and maybe there'd be some shift in, in which centres are opened and which centres aren't. However, I just want to emphasize, I don't think that's a real statistic. I think that's just a, an odd averaging of the numbers. Well, maybe. That's, that's how averages work. Anyway, thank you, Jared. Jared Bartle there, criminology lecturer at RMIT.